A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. And we're live and direct. (laughs) Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Welcome to the DNA Airwaves. <laughs> I'm Matt. Jirigi's over Jirigi. here in the house. Hi. Anthony is online. And we have Jeff Lurie with us. Hello. Uh, fantastic musician. Also a uh, an athlete and champion that travels the world hitting balls. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 a that's being very generous, but th- thank you. Hello a, everyone out there. Balls, a dad with a kid's book and a kid's cartoon. There's a lot we're going to talk director. about today. Director. Director. Hey, just I'm not in the room, you guys can't start ignoring me, okay? <laughs> you're, big, you're the biggest Hi, person in the room. I, I can see you the biggest on the screen. It's great. Oh, yeah, I could do all sorts of cool things. <laughs> I'm excited. How y'all feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling great. Oh, yeah, it's convincing. I am. I just didn't want to. <sighs> all right, all right. I'll Shout out to the microphone. Should we do that again? Can, How are you feeling? We're feeling... Let me. Uh, pretty good. I'm. I'm a little upset at Tim Hortons, <laughs> and uh, I just. Well, Dariki's upset at the food, like at the actual. <laughs> well, content. it's funny that you just brought that up because when he said, "How are you guys feeling at Tim's?" There used to be these like they'd call them war cries. I might. I don't know if well, that's it, but there'd be these war cries, and in the war, war cry, cry, the the guy at the top of the like on top of the podium would be mm-hmm. like, "At Tim's, we're," and everyone would okay. shout, "Ready, fresh, go!" Oh my. Yes. Oh, oh my, indeed. And I would very be like, Walmart-y. yeah, and it was so sad and it would feel like, oh, it was one of the saddest things. I never do it. I just marvel at everybody. It wouldn't Passionately rally going, ready, fresh, go. I love Tim Hortons. Let's do this. How do you Let's like do your Timbit? We like our Timbit vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hold like, on. Is there any truth to this? Ready? I swear that's 100%. But Tim Hortons, is, there's nothing fresh about Tim Hortons. Uh, well, be careful. But be careful. here... <laughs> They're coming I mean, for you. Sorry, I, I, by fresh I meant... <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, I don't want to talk anymore, I'm scared. What happens if we uh, this big companies on the air? Nothing. Nothing happens Nothing at, at all. Yeah, so I, I, no uh, I decide... Starbucks still. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I decided I'm going to go... I'm, I'm not going to drive through Tim's. Yeah. I needed some coffee. I was working right. late. I wanted a little bit of food. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to get some real FaceTime. Remember FaceTime before the app? I do remember. Like, I'm going to yeah, yeah. go see a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I go up to this uh, uh, woman, and I it, it's evening. So I go, do you have hash browns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, I have hash browns. Like, she goes, let me check. She checks. She's got two of them. I'm like, okay, great. I would Fresh, like to order this whatever breakfast Fresh. thing. Yeah. And a hash brown. She goes, hash brown. I'm like, hash brown. Hash, because mm-hmm. I need my vitamin P, like, you know? <laughs> right. And, and then she, she, she takes my money, yeah. and I'm like, this includes a hash brown. I asked her three times. I had witnesses. Right, hash right. brown. Well, right. like, hash brown. 
comes back, gives me the food. I look inside. There's no, no hash brown. Oh, no. God. And usually I, I like stick around and be like, give me my hat. But this, I was so furious and confused yeah. that I was like, just have a nice day. To the I point mean. that you even had the com- the conversation that there were only two left. Yeah, yeah, I was like, look, I said, why did you think I was asking about all these hash browns? So wait a minute, mate. How many times? I know this Three is your times. pod. You, but how many times did you ask her to be? Maybe she was like, Three screw times. this guy. Three times. Huh. Hmm. Maybe that's too many. That One is. too many. <laughs> what? Yeah, are seems, people yeah, yeah. done trying? What's happening? It wasn't busy. It wasn't busy. It wasn't it was a crazy stone, time. You, and you don't look like the, like it's not that you're not in shape, but it doesn't look like you're the type of person to be on like some special you know no no Why would she no vitamin p diet anyway? it, it was just <laughs> no vitamin possible. p diet yeah no listen you need the vitamin p the p is for interesting <laughs> um for what possible yeah he need vitamin possible vitamin possible anthony um, what do you think what? about potatoes potatoes i love taters <laughs> taters um i am a big fan of sweet potatoes mm, yummy or as Drake calls it yam yam I want to go back to this Tim Hortons thing, Matt. I'm concerned. Why did you have to ask the lady three times? Because it was evening, and I was like, look, I understand breakfast at night can be confusing for some people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that, now it makes sense why yeah. you did this. The condescending, yeah, yeah, condescending that, that tone. No, no, I didn't say it like that at all. I was like, <laughs> not at all. I was like, do you have hash browns? And she's like, let me check. But it's but nighttime. But she went to check. She went to check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she checked. Right. And she confirmed. You know, you're right. And she confirmed. And she's like, he doesn't. Okay. He just wanted to know. I've had this exact experience at various I restaurants. And you're just like, how? I stress how? this. I One feel like thing. when that happens, we should close that restaurant down. You're mm. done. That's just done. I feel that way. Wow. That happens for me at Harvey's with pickles. I always mm. ask for extra pickles and sometimes I forget it. Or why is it like they think that some people don't want napkins or ketchup? It's like, you really thought... <laughs> I napkins left the drive-thru with no napkins. I don't want to clean myself. I'm just a dirty slob. The ketchup, I can understand. Fair. Maybe even leave Fair. out the salt and pepper. Right. Fine. Yeah. No, you're right. But, nap- but yeah, napkins, fast. recycled paper, just give what it What type me. of society do we live in? <laughs> we, we live in a society. I'm a distinguished only, gentleman. I've only heard we live in a society for the first time, like, not pandemic-related this month with uh, Costanza. I didn't know about that before. I can't believe you're just watching Seinfeld right now. It's a bizarre thing hmm. to do. Speaking man. of uh, of Jewish people, <laughs> Jeff. Shalom. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. <laughs> so we went a bit of a tangent. I was really angry and I needed to tell someone. And well, I, so hold on a second. Now I need to bring this back. So did you ask for hash browns because they're the closest thing to a potato lucka and you're sat on Hanukkah all by yourself, like having like working late and you needed like that uh, fixed? Also, as the, you know, like. Shalom, I'm also Jewish, but I don't like potatoes that much. So vitamin P, no for me. No, but you know what's funny? Like my my mom is like checked out and getting ready for holidays at this point. Yeah. She's just like, light a candle, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, when I saw her last, she pulls out like a Costco hash brown pack. And she's like, these are the latkes this year. (laughs) Oh, so nice. there's some truth to that. I didn't even mm. think about that. I just wanted my yeah. potatoes, and that's... I don't like their wedges. They're too wedgy. Too wedgy. Can I ask a weird question? When is Hanukkah? Now. Right now? Yeah. Today it's currently day candle, five. Yeah, candle five. It's day five, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys celebrate? 
Uh, well, oh, uh, me. Hi. Uh, our family, we, 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 we just light the menorah and then gives our, give our kids more gifts that yeah. they don't need. <laughs> but this year we're not, I mean, I have a, a one and a half year old and a five year old and we're not trying to give her, you know, like we're trying to not make it too crazy. You gotcha. know, like little, little gift every night and some, something to make every it a night. special. Yeah. That's yeah, the that thing. So crazy, you know, Matt and I grew up, well, Matt grew up in Israel, so it was a little bit different there. But, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of Santa out there as a kid growing up <laughs> and not a whole lot of Judah Maccabee and right, the, right. the miracle of the eight days. Um, <laughs> so you kind of feel a little bit down and out for a bit, but then you realize. And then, but the only, well, I didn't really, but because of this consolation, I think it's like, yo, they only have one day. Right. Like you got, mm. but if you're a Jewish kid, you get. You guys get eight presents. Only in, in, in North America. Is that only a North American thing? I mean, it, because it's you yeah. have to deal with the consumerism yeah. of Absolutely. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It's not and, one of the high holidays hmm. even. It yeah, just the least. got the rep because of Christmas. Homer. And there's no mm. eight presents. There's none of that. Interesting. Mm. And we and then I came here and I was already too old for that. I was like, ah. So did the <laughs> candle out. even burn for eight days? How will we ever know? Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. That's Probably not here. for this we podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the DNA podcast, everybody. Okay, uh, so some people are like, who's this Jeff guy? Yeah, <laughs> we've talked. Yeah, who is this guy? Let's talk about him. Is that a moment for me to say, like, hi, I'm Jeff Lurie? No. Okay, yeah. great. Hi. <laughs> this is your spot. I'm Jeff Lurie. Your moment. <laughs> I like how you're like, Born no. in Toronto. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, tell us, uh, let's start with, with, uh, with music. Sweet. And, uh, and then... The sports thing is interesting, and I want to touch on that specifically later, because I find that a lot of artists or people that are good at their craft have a hard time really honing in on something else and being really mm. good at something else, too. Mm. That's why it's really good to be me and average at two things or maybe even three. <laughs> mm. um, I'll, t- I'll take that one and go with it. Uh, I'm a, Hi, I'm Jeff Lurie. I'm from Toronto, and I work at, um, I work at a music studio called Tattoo Sound and Music, and we there. I'm a I'm a voice director, got it in. <laughs> um, a composer and an all around uh, jovial guy for people that come to our studio, and we get to work on That's... commercials um, all on the audio side. So right. whether it's the voiceover direction, it's the sound effects for the day, or the music, um, mm-hmm. I I'm very lucky to be able to be a part of really cool productions that. You know, advertise that we're the advertising folks uh, that we work for directly. They've been toiling with these projects for four or five months, even sometimes, and right. we get to see them. Uh, you know, do a little bit of prep work, uh, usually via email, especially mm-hmm. these days. Um, and then we get them on their happiest day when they come to our studio and you know finish off the audio right. section, which is usually usually the last part of of their of their campaign. So okay. or before going mm-hmm. to air. So that's fun. I get to do that. I got to play music. I got to tell people how to speak, even though. Is that last sentence proved? I'm not so great at it myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, nice. What what exactly uh, does a voice director do? Like, give me an example of what you would do on like a commercial, for example. Like, I think it would sound to me like if I'm the guy that's doing the voiceover, you would coach me on what to do and what not to do with the sounds that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it's a great process because the the agency will tell us what they want gotcha. based on, you know, you know, mar- marketing numbers and demographics and this uh-huh. and that and who we want to appeal to. Uh, we'll do a casting, mm-hmm. so I get I'm lucky enough. I'm I'm a I'm lucky enough to be on the side most of the time where I get to see a 100 different auditions and get to help the agency pick which one is the best. Right. Um sometimes I'm a voice actor, which is interesting to learn. 
from the director side that holy cow, like when I do an audition, which comes in from my agent, I basically am one of a hundred people that are doing the same thing, trying to sound the same way, the same day, all for the same product, right? Yeah, yeah. So the wow. uh, the different the, the differentiation is there, um, but it's really it's really a privilege to be able to see the the back end of this whole operation and really how hard it is to be a voice actor and um, and get on the air. Yeah, I can but, imagine. But then the fun part about the day is, um, let's say let's say you wanted an announcer, and you, you know generally it's split, you know. We either have the announcer that'll come on to a TV commercial or a radio, mm-hmm. and they'll sound like an announcer. Yeah. And there's the guys mm-hmm. and gals that do that type of thing. Right? Do they um, sound like that off mic? Some people do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some really people weird. do. Um, some people don't. But I'd say, I mean, I think there's a there's the level of dig into it that you right. have to do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, um, generally, I'm not the down, I'm not the this guy, but yeah. I kind of have a growly voice, so sometimes it could be a little more like that. Mm. I lost my breath. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jeff, I know who you really are. <laughs> Who's that? Aren't you Crackle? I'm Crackle. <laughs> I, I, red and orange, yellow, what did you blue just and call green. Him? Jeff. Oh, hold on, Matt. Before we get this, carried away. We talked about this. I was once the voice I of uh, right the, <laughs> my favorite crackle? Rice Krispie. <laughs> Uh, crackle, but we we did. Uh, I'd sang yeah. some songs as uh, you know versus Snap, Crackle, and Pop, and Rice Krispies Idol about ten years ago. So oh. thanks for those good remem- <laughs> those good memories. Um, no problem. But man. yeah, it's pretty. It's it's a pretty cool um, job. So let's say the, the, let's say you guys wanted to have uh, the DNA Airways podcast. Um, so, I don't like that one. Try again. Exactly the <laughs> DNA. And we do it three now. times. So it'd be like you wanted an announcer. It'd be the DNA Airways podcast. The DNA Airways podcast. The DNA Airways podcast. And then, mm. which one do you like? Great. So the first one was too aggressive. The second one was too flimsy. Whatever it happened. Yeah. Third one, yeah. C. Can I add to that? C, yeah, please. And then they go, I like uh, the first half of line one, the middle of line mm. three, the end of, <laughs> of line two. You put it together and it doesn't quite sound real because the person was in a different breath. So then they bring mm. the actor back in and they go, can you do it? Like this Frankenstein version of your voice, but you but you have a perfect backdrop right now of the pink of Pro Tools. Oh, I just popped the pop filter there. The pink of Pro Tools, Peter Piper, and that's one of the coolest things about that job, where you can Frankenstein. Sometimes it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and then you just have something that you have to go out and match, exactly like you said. But sometimes, especially if um, especially if the actor's really uh, precise yeah. in doing things mm-hmm. and maybe changing one variable, then you can you can jump in. So let's say the thing that they changed was airways, airways, airways. But, you know, you could pop in the proper airways to the DNA from yeah, yeah, take right. A, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It, and it just kind of works. And uh, I, I really stuff. envision this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not poetic, nor am I too much of a canoeer. Canoeist? I don't know what a the, canoe what person. Is a can, canoeer. I like canoes; they're really cool. But I don't do it too often. But I very or a kayak. I very much see uh, a session that we do is like floating down a river. Yeah. And we're just at the end of the day, we have to get the best voice, the best way. Um, and mm. then you just kind of like piecemeal it together, and it's kind of that's a it's a fun job. Um, and the way, and then for sure, the way that the voices work with music is also really interesting. And uh, you know, inevitably in, in commercials, the the number one, the most important thing in 99% of the commercials is the voice yeah. so that you're telling these people, the consumer, what they need to hear. Right. Um, but then, you know, we get to play with, you know, when to when to make a cello s- score rise and do these types mm-hmm. of things in and around the voice. And it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun job. I can imagine. You know what I miss? Mm. 
Um, do you remember when the the deep voices were being taken seriously? Yeah. Because now when there's a deep voice, and we like when when I work in stuff like this, we call it the hero voice. Mm-hmm. It's always a joke now. Yeah. You know like, why? Come down to Harvey. Because huh. of Pablo like, Francisco. Because of Pablo Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> this summer. Right. But, I miss, like, there's something commanding about someone with a deep voice just yeah. telling you the thing and it not being a joke. Well, and I, I'm waiting for that to be in style again. Yeah, I think there's there's ebbs and flows in everything. Uh, I know when yeah. I started writing music, like the ukulele, my first couple commercials, like, yeah, like, Anthony was talking about I got to be Crackle but Crackle's instrument was a ukulele cool. and now there's no yeah, one look up. jump and grab it <laughs> yeah. but now that's not really around anymore and then it was Mumford and Sons for a little bit so yeah. you know I think um, the, sh- the the overacting thing that you, you mentioned in that like people now don't want the announcer that yeah. might come back with mm. some of that like a I word really we use is gravitas um, we hear that all the time but you know I think I think the cool thing is like, right now what we're hearing and I mean, a lot of the auditions that I get, because I'm not an announcer type of person, Yeah. a lot of the auditions are, you know, 30 to 40-year-old friendly guy. And I think the interesting thing about where I see advertising right now is that because of everyone, the announcer was cool when you only saw or heard heard something on TV or radio. Mm-hmm. But because they're everywhere, everyone wants just to be around everyday, ordinary, nice people. So the yeah. friendly guy, mm-hmm. like, the, this is what we say a lot. And this isn't cliche. This is, you know, when you deliver this next line, tell it like you're telling a friend next to you. So like I'm talking to you, Dariki, mm-hmm. it's like that type of thing as opposed yeah. to la, 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 la. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's a trend. And I think the, the interesting thing is that it also gives way for when you do hear that hero voice. Right. Hi, I am, you know, blah, totally, blah, blah. but it's always a joke mm. now. Yeah. It's always a joke. It's always about paper towels or something silly. <laughs> or you You're just don't take mom. them like, serious. Like come if you on. hear it on the news, it's just like oh, I can't listen to like, this guy. And that no and don't get me wrong, that's cool, but um, and that's something with advertising that then everybody follows that trend, like you said. Right. And then somebody breaks that mold and then everybody feels safe to I still in, in think doing that. I still think a truck is gonna sound like a truck. You know, that's like a gravelly type of voice. That's like, they all knew this, right? As opposed to, mm. you know, there's other times where you need like straight announcer to announce that we're doing this. Like Leon's ho, ho, ho. Like, Good point. <laughs> Good point. Those guys do F-150s basically. But if someone else did it, like, yeah, okay. Dennis Leary's done. He doesn't have the greatest of voices. But he's famous. Tra- right. I guess that's. Yeah, okay, that's the thing. So enough. here's, here's the best. Go. The uh, funniest uh, thing that we'll get is we'll get this. Famous. Especially if it's, you know, in, in Toronto, there's, you know, We'll get this. We'll get people that we want to sound like A, Morgan Freeman, B, Will Arnett, or C, David Attenborough. And Attenborough. Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah, the guy from, he's just Freedom Mobile. He's friendly guy. That's the strangest thing that he's doing Freedom Mobile now. He did BoJack Horseman, and then he (laughs) did Arrested Development, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen or heard in my life. And and, uh, Freedom? You must be getting paid. Benjamin's must be getting paid. Yeah, right? I mean, oh, I'm not complaining about that. It was just yeah. a, a weird casting. Will Arnett of all, but people. he's so lovable. Yeah, he, he, and is he, he though? I mean, I think in, in, in uh, recognizable yeah. and funny. And I think that's another thing. It's like if you insert someone else, maybe I wouldn't even remembered to use him as a reference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, I think I right. think he's got that yeah. little a je ne sais quoi to him. Uh, you know, yeah, definitely has that. So speaking of people's back ends 
and uh, the business's back end. Um, something that happens with audio a lot. Oh, I thought you were going to make a squash joke because squash <laughs> players generally have large back ends That's from like funny. lunging all the time. Really? really? So we just, we, the surprise is out, everyone. I used to be a squash player. <laughs> mm, so, and now your butt is nice and small, so I guess you're a bit out of practice. Uh, you, nice I'm sitting small. on a couch. You have not <laughs> yeah. seen. We can, we can appraise this later. If you want. Uh, so before we get to talking about your butt in detail, uh, in, in fancy country clubs, I want to talk about the deadline. So audio... Uh, it's just the nature of things with the way sync works. Video is done first, almost always. Yep. Almost always. Uh, and that means that, uh, especially in film, and I'm sure in commercials too, the deadline is What's always deadline? Sorry? when things are due. Like when, when the project deadline. is going wow, to air. I don't know why. It, it, it took three it, times. Oh, deadline, why. right. Uh, <laughs> when that always falls almost at the same time as audio. Because everything they're doing, all all the editing and cutting and shooting and, and, and color grading can be done at the same time. But very often, at least for film, they're like, okay, this is due. Go, 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 go. Now we need it quick. And then they're not, like you're saying, they come in happy. Um, they come in happy, but with a task at hand. Yeah. Right. And um, I, it's funny. You, yesterday, I actually directed a commercial and we we did the opposite thing. We It was for a bunch of really... Uh, Cute, cute g gummies, mm -hmm. and um, and we because we we got the boardomatics, which was like basically the initial kind of drawing and renderings of these characters, and then right. you go in and you find mm -hmm. when it's animation, then you find the the right voice. Gotcha. Who did the casting right. animation is the other way you do the sound, the talking first. Exactly, uh, which was really fun, uh, and because we don't most of the time it's you know voice last, so uh, it was really cool because the imagination yesterday really got to come out because we got to be like, wait a minute, this is a one line, but there are so many pauses and there's so many things that we can do to add, uh, whether it's a hmm or a, <laughs> or a whatever it is, that, that the editors, that in a normal VO we would never deal with, VO is voiceover, in a normal VO we'd never uh -huh. deal with, um, but what we would, was I, did I sound like a jerk there? No. no. Just no. for the people that don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You and like VO, <laughs> voice over. Um, yeah, so it was really, it was really cool because we were able to then uh, find some nooks and crannies in some of these, like just a, a, a one-liner where it was like, oh my God, you know, that, that's going to look even cuter when the little gummy does this type of thing. So, yeah. but in mm. terms of how do they come, do they come stressed? Um, no, because generally, are you stressed? No, is what I'm really no, asking. No, because I can only control what I can control. I think the best job that I have is similar to what I had when I was a, a squash professional at the Royal Canadian Yacht Club as the coach. Right. But I get to coach. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not telling people the way it has to be. Yeah. I'm helping people make the decision, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty good at leading the actors to provide us with like. Mode A, mode B, mode C. And within those modes, like, let's pick, you know, A, B, or C. And yeah. A, B, and C. Yeah. And then, it, again, that's that kind of, like, river. Or, like, I, I also see it as almost like a tournament format, of bra like a bracket-style NCAA March Madness thing. Mm. It's like, okay, mm. like, we're cutting out the shit and uh, we're making things better. Oh, you know what? And, and the cool thing about voice is that we can actually go back and, you know, if you lose in an NCAA, you're fucking out. Yeah, yeah. But this one, we can go, oh, you know what? What we did two hours ago was right. We just need to change it ever so slightly now. Um, and then in terms of, it's usually not two hours. So mm. our sessions are maybe between three or four hours. I get to work with um, the, the actor for about an hour, an hour and a half. And then we read the temperature of the the room in the, uh, well, the 
proverbially the, the the virtual room at this point, but yeah. some, um, <clears throat> but in real in the real world, it was back in the studio, um, and we read we read the room, and then we get approvals from the agency, and they're usually liking it, and then very often um, when we show it to client, they hop on the call, and you know exceptional clients trust to the to the nth degree their agency and say you know what if you think this is right cool and sometimes clients um it's not that they don't trust sometimes the clients are just like you know what we thought it was gonna we wanted it to be a little bit brighter or a little bit that or a little, and and, mm. and i love that because it's music and voice and almost everything to everyone is relative like yeah. you can't say true, that what has happened to me has happened to you Thanks. But at least if we have a, a waveform, like that pink waveform in front of you, we can say, hey, listen to this. I'm going to try to get you something three and a half notches. I used to, I, I love working in um, mm-hmm. random percentages. So I'll right. tell it because I think it, the same way you just laughed, yeah. it, it turns it into this, not a joke, but it turns it into this fun exercise. Yeah, what yeah. is 14% happier to you? Who fucking knows? Right, right, right. right? And I think that's mm-hmm. the funnest part about it. And Can you in, talk fourteen percent happier right now? Yeah, for what's the, rest the of fu- your story? Well, what's the point about? No, it, that would be exhausting. <laughs> I'm already exhaustingly happy right now. So, or fourteen percent less happy. Yeah. So, guys, basically, um, advertising is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we get to work on a bunch of really cool things. And at the end of the day, I'm just gonna eventually bring it back up to my level. But at the end of the day, the reason that we're not so stressed is because we we create the options. And then most of the time, option A is good. If it's not option mm-hmm. A, then option B is good too, um, as well. And as we get better and better along the day, we get happier and happier and our voices start to get a little bit louder and more exciting. And then the day's done. And we've recorded something nice. with a microphone. I mean, I think we all had this blessed moment yesterday where we, the, we had the guy making these like incidental noises. And for about 45 seconds, there's all of us just going, oh my God, this is great. He's yeah. just going, ha, ha, ha. And then you can really feel people's personalities coming out through a microphone, which is cool. Yeah. You know, mics are cool. <clears throat> oh man, are pretty cool. was I really happy there? No, it was great. You, you, well, you you follow the instructions. No, the the mic part was a little bit uh, like youthful. It's, I, I'm yeah, really youthful. into microphones these days. So yeah, you got a nice one recently too. Yeah, I like yours too. Which I mean, oh, well, you, I mean, you have the one that everyone aspires to get, and then they need a cloud lifter because it's too quiet. Everyone yeah. out there who goes to a, a music store to buy an SM7B, you're probably going to need something called a cloud lifter. True. Yeah, it's just a microphone that isn't very loud. Cloud so, lifter gets you louder uh, into the clouds. Right, but I'm not using one here because we just have preamps. That of go course, loud. but the problem is everyone sees every podcast these days and mm-hmm. sees people yeah, with your mic, right. and then they're like, yo, I want to do it at home. And then they go to um, <laughs> a music store that might have like a couple uh, – letters into their name right. and then they're gonna say hey you need this and then they buy something that doesn't have the proper preamp and then they're like why is this so quiet yeah. you know what if we take it back to people who uh, are not podcasting but have ever purchased a record player that used to be a thing that annoyed people all the time you buy a record player, right. you plug it into uh, your speakers and you're and you're hearing like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like what mm. is going on that's not Otis Redding the way I remember him and then it's because uh, you need a phono preamp. So there's science. all these ex- science and, the, yeah. you know, all these extra things you have to buy to to get things to work right. Which is funny because um, not to swing this all to gear, but I was lucky enough to sing on a uh, it was a Kia commercial. Like it was 
six, seven years ago. And, and, and I got the email at, I woke up, it was a 5.30 in the morning email saying, yo, can you sing this? We're in, we're in, we've got like a late, de- talk about deadlines, 5.30 in the morning. And I remember waking up then going into my apartment, uh, my, the second room in my apartment, which uh, was not beautiful like this and acoustically treated. Mm-hmm. And I used a $90 USB mic and I sang something like, get down to get on up, everybody just get on up, yeah. And probably a little <laughs> bit better, but not much. And uh, sent it over, and they ended up using it in a commercial all over. You know, I got that's the only time I've ever heard myself in a commercial um, in a movie theater. And I thought it was even the story is even cooler because that's the only time I've ever heard myself in a movie theater, but with a $90 mic. So I think it's interesting (laughs) how people get so caught up. I mean, I've been calling Matt a whole bunch recently because I've. I tried to drag him into my he knows Matt obviously knows everything about everything. Yeah. But I've tried to bring him into this like newfound obsession I have of gear mm. and like the idea of maybe buying something new, which I probably don't need. But like I think there's a there's a reason to like inevitably buy things functionally for a studio. And for I have sure. one at home and I work at well, I work at one where I don't need to borrow anything. Yeah. So why should I be buying insert microphone for my helm here? <laughs> well, it's not. So I mean it's it's uh it, 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 but it is really interesting that you know everyone's like which one should I get? No, man. At the end of the day the thing that makes the music, the thing that makes the voice, the thing that makes the thing is the subject. Yeah. Can I add to that? Yeah, Please. Right. So there well that's sort of a, a talk that's been happening for the past 20 years as equipment is being made more cheaply. We've been calling it the Chinese inv- invasion because a lot of companies just moved their factories to China mm. where work is just as skilled for, you know, much less. And, yeah. And everybody can afford a mic now. And um, and then things come up like, well, there's the argument of, do we need the expensive microphones? Which one is the best mic? Which is a hilarious question. Um, but then you hear about like Billie Eilish mm. recording on an AT2020, which really right. is... It's just, uh, just uh, okay. It's great. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. And you go, uh, but but then see that's the thing about just reading headlines, even with something as trivial as as sound, um, you know, compared to whatever politics life is. <laughs> I wouldn't call it trivial, but you know, it, 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 people go, oh, then you can just do anything with anything, and it's fine. But no, what happened was first hmm. of all, uh, a skilled producer happens to be her brother, but a skilled producer worked with her and knew where to place that. Mm-hmm let's face it, pretty cheap mic, mm-hmm. um, how to treat the room. And then it was, because I listened to him like, this sounds incredible. What, it's just a mic in front of Billy Eilish? And it was sent to, I forget who, but a top mix engineer, and it got all the treatment. Yeah. So and it's probably like, put through something yeah, again. So and- it's true. You don't need expensive equipment. But, if, but that doesn't mean, expensive or not, that you can just get away with turning it on and it'll work. You need to understand how to use it, in what context, where to point it, where not to point it, who to send it to after, or learn how to do all that yourself. So the the equipment part is... And I know you're very excited because you call me and, and you're just like, I want to buy that. And I always give you the same answer. <laughs> what answer do I give you? Go digital. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need it. You don't but need it's it. fun. It is fun. And, and uh, I also encourage that. If, if you have the means and you don't need anything, but you know, some, especially something tactile that you can fiddle with and touch, Will will help your craft in that way, then that's fun. Go I mean, ironically, you are sitting in front of some nice gear at your own studio. <laughs> I really am not. I mean, it's it it's it looks good and it does its thing, and it's like you know, I'm my my obsession is to just get up to where 
maybe maybe it's better, maybe it's not, but maybe it's just about being more excited about something new because mm-hmm. I was so lucky to get into this. You know, we're all born when we're born. And, yeah. you know, the technology that comes out whenever we live yeah. is the one that we say that we're lucky. You know, my parents with the color TV and that kind of stuff. Right. But I can really say that, and I wish that it had happened earlier, but garage band learning that at 19 years old holy Desiree D told us the exact same thing yeah. she's like open garage band I was like what, what? there's looping yeah. well, see that wasn't in it for me it was plugging a guitar in or even mm-hmm. making the shitty microphone on the thing right suffice to the fact that I could add something called echo or I could compress it then I didn't even know what it did and I'm not sure the garage band compressor actually even worked but whatever these things were that were in we're, we're into this world where you can kind of do the things that you want to do and be excited about it. I guess $90 USB mics aren't exciting for me anymore. And I've someone had always, there's a, there's a guy at our studio who he's a fantastic writer um, and director as, as well. Um, but he's, he's going to tell us their name. Yeah. His name's Oliver Wickham and Oliver, uh, Wickham, Oliver Wickham, Wickham, an incredible DJ and incredible, just an incredible guy. Yeah. Um, Love you, Ollie. And the cool thing that he does, I think, with uh, he, he doesn't spend money too much on gear that he doesn't need. But I think if he makes money from a gig, he puts some of that money into something that he might, may or may not use for the next time and, you know, re- reinvest that money. Or he uses that money if there's an actual thing that needs to be done for like a, an actual applicable sound that he needs to make. So it's it, it's cool. So I think I'm just getting to that point of my home studio where it's you know I don't need anything more. I've got a nice preamp. I've been bugged mad enough. I got a, a mic, you know, and, and 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 hopefully it'll inspire me to write more and be creative. But I think everyone gets into that world where I've almost spent. If I had spent half the amount of time playing music or writing music that I had just bothering Matt, a couple of my other friends, <laughs> you're not the only one. Sorry. And thanks to everyone else that you helps me. Friends. <laughs> Not really, actually. But you know what I mean? I probably bother them more no, than we had anything. a deal. We yeah, yeah. We're exclusive. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's 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 fun. You know, hopefully it'll inspire me to write more and just do do these things at home as well. It must be tough trying to be creative in the type of job that you have. I mean, you're not doing the exact same thing, but is it like when you go, say, for example, as a carpenter and you're working with, you know, carpentry all the time and then right. you go home and you got to fix uh, or do something, you don't want to do it as much. You know what I mean? Like, do I you do. find it's hard I to do. get I, in front of a studio after working? You know hours? what? It's it, it's a great question. I've had the same experience with both sport and uh, and music where, you know, if you're always in, if you're always a squash pro, why do I want to play Right. on the weekend for fun or at night or train mm-hmm. because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm holding a racket the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, with music, it's a little bit different because I think it's also so different. I understand what you mean about the carpenter and hopefully for carpenters, they get to do different things enough that it challenges them. Right. The greatest thing that I have about... The, cabinet makers, let's say cabinet makers. Cabinet makers, right. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. doing the same thing yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it never changes that much. And even they're though really sure. on a macro level, maybe I'm not really getting the guy to change his voice that much and it's very similar to the way I did it yesterday, everything's new for me still. And mm-hmm. I like people and I like working with people and I like making people happy. So mm-hmm. that side of it um, isn't isn't toiling. And from the creative side, you know, if I, if I get to write for a commercial, that's also very creative. Yeah. And I get to be creative in whatever way... Uh, is most necessary to hopefully sell that track. 
in terms of like going so, to the studio and jamming by myself, I I suffer mm-hmm. from that a little bit in that uh, I need purpose and reason. Oh, I, Matt, I broke your pen. <laughs> it's yours okay. now. Yeah. It's great Foley you sound break here. You break you by. This um, sounds like a little bit of uh, where creativity meets passion then, right? Yeah. So even in the example of the cabinet maker or what have you, I think that if that's your passion, if that's what you love to do, the same way that you love squash, um, some of us are still wondering what that is, so I'm sure we'll explain <laughs> it's it not soon. Just a but if that's your thing, then you probably won't get tired of it in the same way that I might get tired of making cabinets if that was my day job and I had to go home and now someone's bugging me to make a cabinet for them, right? So I think that it's really about you know what's close to your heart, your passion. Yeah, you make a good drop. You, you don't get passion burnout though. You don't. Burn I think. Out? Well, I I would. The way I see it, when professionals get really seasoned, and I'd say you're a seasoned professional, you've been doing this for a while, you mm-hmm. you start really noticing all of the small details. Right. And the resolution yeah. of the world is infinite, yeah. at least to us. So you can always zoom in more and focus more on smoothing things out more. Which is and annoying. And you can always listen back to what you did even a year ago and be like, I can do that better yeah, now. That's even annoying. How long have you been doing this? Interesting. Yeah, well, I guess I, like, I started writing music in about 2008. So, so yeah, so you've been doing this for yeah. a while. Yeah. And still you listen back and you're like, duh. Yeah, yeah. And, but sometimes you like it. And I think it's interesting, Anthony, like, I think your predominant um, instrument is bass, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. An up and coming piano player for sure. But I think I, my first instrument actually was a bass. I asked my dad to go to that that uh, that acronymed place in Toronto, and and and, and I. <laughs> Why I, are you so afraid of? I don't know. I, you know what? Sometimes I like them. Sometimes cool. I don't. So I don't. Are they? Mm. Long McQuaid, yeah. Evian, Long McQuaid, uh, uh, Porsche, McQueasy. some great experiences uh, and some not so great experiences. But anyway, you know, Long McQuaid. And I remember he went there and it was like $50 for a bass. And I was in love. My dad's been in a band for now 40 years and they yeah. play good time oldies nice. rock. And I really wanted to learn the bass line for Mustang Sally. Doom, 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 doom. Right? And I learned it yeah. because I don't know how many notes is it. Not too hard. I was fairly Five like notes, dexterous with my hands yeah. even at that age. Yeah. And then I got bored. And I suffered from only child syndrome and I didn't have what we have now where you could go into garage band plug in play with anything or yeah. be with, and i wasn't that kind yeah. of kid to like put on an album and play with it so that bass got returned very very quickly and what i mm-hmm. what i admire about what you said and also think um it's 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 also a very bass thing to do it's just like because community is so important because you can slap at a bass i can't believe i said that sorry you can play <laughs> bass, bass. <laughs> but i heard you wrong <laughs> you, can, bass. you can you can you, you it's a great movie yeah. um you, you can play that bass so much by yourself, I think, but at some point you want to play with people. And for me, work's fun because it gets to be immersed with people. And then if I write, it's by myself. Yeah. But the mm. barrier and restriction that I have for maybe going to the studio, up until recently, I've actually been really good at, now the COVID's op- op- open, or not over. COVID's mm-hmm. open. COVID's <laughs> open. Now that the world's Why? a little more open, people to come over and yep. jam and be a human being and, and, and write a song Forget about it if it's going to go on the radio or yeah. on Spotify. That's in the last month. I've been doing that a lot more, and that I find really, 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 really important. So you know, in those sessions, I'm really sort of cut. Yeah, please. do you try to finish the song? No. Okay. No, I I have about four or five people that I've been doing this with recently, and everyone's different, which is so funny because I like that as a coach. I always saw that differently with my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this, you know, yeah. um, and then they come to these people come to my studio, and someone likes writing it this way. Someone just wants to do it this way, and uh, mm. 
no one's left upset. Yeah. Hardly have we left with a fully finished song because uh, I got to put the kids to bed. So people come right. over at 830 <laughs> at night and then, yeah. you know, it ends, you know, we hang out for four or five hours and call it a night. And, um, but it's good for a friendship for because sure. then you keep, but then you have something else to be talking about too. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, and when it's not so important, that's when I find people are, are obviously the best because if you and I write a song and we want, and we want something out of it, all of a sudden you're putting pressure, put a lot of pressure yeah. on things. Yeah. And that, can be fun for a few, but. But isn't that essentially what you got to do all the time is come up with something under pressure? Yeah, but I like that and that's the job part. So I think, you know, mm. the idea of having a studio in my, in my because I think the question that you'd asked was more about like going and being creative myself. Yes. For just for the, for the shits of it or for the fact that I can. And, you know, uh, the job part, I think that's really cool. It's the same way that um, I've been lucky enough to meet a couple professional athletes in my life not squash players. Um, and, you know, you get that sense where you go, holy cow, I would, me and every single kid growing up in the GTHL, anyone playing in the OHL would love to be in your seat right now. Right. But it's your job. And you can sometimes see with those people that it's their job. Absolutely. You know, I, I was lucky. I, I went to a cool uh, high school in Toronto called Vaughn Road Academy, and there were a bunch of famous folks that went to that school. Yeah. And... As, as as Matt really wants to, he's smiling. He he wants to go. Who who went to that school, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Who went to that school, Jeff? Tell Guy us. named Aubrey Tell Drake us, Graham. So um, I yeah, I, I'm a little older than him, but we we knew each other pretty well, and it was amazing to see well his desire and commitment to being number one. Honestly, he had it, and from then. Oh yeah. Can I ask you a question? Mm, for sure. those who don't know, uh, that's, that's Drake's real name. It, it, so he went by Aubrey. Was he ever like I'm Drake now? So, the the I, I vividly remember feeling absolute jealousy and bewilderment. One day he showed up. I was two years older than him, so I was in OAC, which was grade thirteen at the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He was in grade eleven, and he came up to me and said, "Jeff, check this out." And it was a burned CD. Oh yeah, we used to have those back then, eh? <laughs> and it said Drake on it. And at that point, I had no idea that he uh, was had an alter ego, mm. um, or was really doing music because he was. The cool thing about my school is that there were athletes actors and everything and uh and people that had extracurricular activities right. so if they had to be gone from school for a while you could kind of block uh, off some gotcha. educational moments with your teachers right. and it was really um correspondence before correspondence learning it was right. phenomenal mm -hmm. a great education and um it was in a, in a really cool school too because it was it was a very diverse school so you know we just everyone appreciated everyone and also within this small little hallway of extracurricular activity folks i mean you had you know allison pill who's a you know a, a tony nominated mm -hmm. or tony award winner we had elliot page um you know we right. had drake we had the whole cast of degrassi so he showed up one day gives me the cd um and i listened to it. i was like who's drake and he's like it's me i was like cool and i went home and i popped into my cd player and I remember because this was before GarageBand, and this was before mm. you could drop a loop into a thing yeah, and yeah, make yeah. things sound yeah. awesome. Mm. Uh, and mm. just feeling so, it was really R and B. -y. It was a real mm. R and B. It was not what he is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was super singy, if I remember correctly. And I mean, he was not the greatest singer, but sounded good. Mm -hmm. um, and what I remember, Anthony, this is for you. I, I remember thinking about the bass and just going and the drums and i'm i'm a guitar player and a piano player but yeah. just being like holy shit this guy went to a fucking studio like this is a studio like mm -hmm. somehow yeah, this guy even though i don't like the music and i'm not sure i'm going to be a fan whatever that means he can be my friend but 
he went to a studio and did this. And, yeah. you know, I'm crazy lucky to work in one now, but I really think that it's so funny how that whole world has made, you know, now you could plug that drum kit in and make it sound like, like Matt's, you know, e-drum kit and make it sound like a stadium kit. Right. Back but, then you couldn't yeah, yeah. do that. But even then, much. let's not forget the importance, and that's actually, I didn't know of that story at all. It, the importance of when musicians, unless a musician is really um, versed in production, if you're working on something and you think it's good and you're serious about it, yeah. go to a studio. Yeah. Or talk to a producer, figure something out. Yeah. Don't, you know, it, it's... It's, it's the next step. And, you got to take that step. And accessibility. So here's the mm -hmm. point is that, you know, back then I was jealous because I, I mean, I had no aspirations of d doing that or being a singer in an R&B group, but yeah. I just couldn't believe that he had had the access to that kind of thing. Right. And these days, sure, you can do it with a $90 USB mic in your room, but you can also mm -hmm. reach out to a whole bunch of different people on the internet work yeah. collaborate, go to a studio. We have tons of them in the city. We have, you know, where people are... Are, are, are making your dreams come true. true. Mm. That is true. I think his one song was called Y and R. Well, one of them was called Y and R, which I believed was like Young and Restless. Uh, ooh. Young that sounds restless. like a, an album of his. It isn't, but it could easily be an album of his. <laughs> I feel like there was Bring a brand called Young He and was restless. Young and Restless, man. And I, I tell you, like the, you asked if he, he believed in himself the whole way and well before, well before any of us caught wind of like, I know mm -hmm. he had a, he had a single in 2007, I think it was called City is Mine and mm -hmm. like got shit on a lot. Mm -hmm. People were like, who is this guy? And he just kept on believing and kept on believing and kept on creating. And then now the, the mold or the mode, maybe it's the same, is, is him. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm going to the Raptors game tonight. Maybe I'll see him. Nice. He was there yesterday. Hey, bud. You should go. She'd be like, "Hey, bud, he's next door." Who are they playing? Hey, bud, <laughs> you don't know who they're playing? No, <laughs> you're not. A well, no, no, you know what? I am a Raptors fan-ish. COVID's killed my ability to love sports right now. Fair enough. I don't know why. Since it mm. happened, I just kind of haven't followed so much. But my uh, my father-in-law was going. He had um, emergency surgery yesterday, so hoping he rec recovers really quickly. Get well soon. Get well soon, Dave yeah. Rogers. Yeah, baby. So he's doing okay. He's doing great. Tell me. But I've taken his ticket and it's the good seats. <laughs> Just one ticket? You're going by yourself? I'm going with his, uh, his nephew. We're going uh, to have a little fun time. Nice. How did yeah, you fun. even discover the path of voice directing? Yeah, I didn't. It, it, it showed up on my door. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. Like I was right, lucky enough to write and get into some of the studios. Um, so you started as a, as, as as a, a composer. Okay. Um, and some studios in Toronto, they'll have... Uh, on staff composers and some will have freelance composers. So I was lucky enough to write for Tattoo mm. and then um, a couple other studios. And at some point, uh, my partner and I, we had, his name's Chris Rennick, we had a, a little studio on our own just to be kind of like a project studio to write. Um, and we got asked by a larger studio to kind of, they saw us as, you know, what, did, what was uh, uh, young and restless? We were like medium young and certainly a little bit more <laughs> restless than, you know, a lot of people in the industry. So yeah. we, we had done some stuff where we could go out and get some clients. And I yeah. think we're sometimes eloquent enough to kind of sound like we're, you know, yeah, yeah. run a session or something like that. And they taught, you know, we, we went there and became voice directors. And, you know, I think it was like a week and a half into into being there and kind of like, Sure, we were going to write, but we were going to learn the process. But a week and a half in, I was directing a KFC commercial by myself. Damn. Sitting beside mm. an engineer. Mm. Um, 
Was the colonel? And there? it wasn't fake it till you make it. No, but no. The United Did you know that he lived in Mississauga for the last 10 years of his life? No way. How do you know that? Yeah, that's... So Isn't that a weird <laughs> thing, though? Mississauga? It's weirder yeah, that you sure. know that. It's, it is yeah. weird, but it's weirder that you knew he lived in Mississauga. I, I, I follow all of the uh, grandfathers of junk food. What can I tell you? Oh, but it, it, you know what? How's K- the peanut doing? <laughs> <laughs> but KFC or not, it was really cool to get in and learn how to do it. And then uh, it, it, I, I think my, my history as a, as a squash coach, as a coach, since, I mean, I've been coaching since I was 14 years old. Yeah. So just kind of like analyzing at every step of the way kind of helped me with that. And I'm relatively, you know, good at talking to people in the room about what they want. And uh, and then I was off to the run and off, for the, off to the race, off to the races. Speaking of races <laughs> and racism, let's talk about country clubs for a second. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, the Royal Canadian Yacht Club. <laughs> now, how was, uh, uh, tell us a bit, I know we're running out of time, but this was a very interesting conversation. How is squash how did that happen how did I, yeah that's that, i went uh, we'll, we'll keep it <laughs> what, is into, squash? what is what squash? is squash <laughs> so people that but people that don't know unfortunately you say wait can i just drop which, some random yeah, facts yeah, about yeah. your squash career here Jeff? sure can you yeah. start with that yeah that, sure is that sure, weird sure, everyone's sure, been sure. wondering this whole time i don't know don't we know we don't have time for this oh we've got we made time yeah we spoke to spotify and apple music you're gonna let us also add this okay People are thinking, was he a, you make some butternut squash soup? What is this sport he played? Well, he didn't just play the sport, ladies and gentlemen. And this is my announcer voice right yeah. now. This is where I get serious. Direct him. Yeah. Jeff was top 30 in the world. He competed at the Worlds in New York in 2013. Two-time and current squash doubles champion in Ontario. Mm. Give it up. What squash, Jeff? Hey. Uh, we'll have to make sure I did uh, 30 in the world and all these championships aside were, were for doubles squash. So that's what happens when you get uh, older, a little bit chubbier, and not as uh, not as fit and determined to train two or three times a day. So Is the same true I for tennis? I'm down a little. For doubles tennis? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's okay. Doubles tennis almost has no, like, a lot of the times the singles players don't even play it. Uh, it's it, and, and the best players in the world. And it's not that it's not a great sport it is really good and can be super exciting but yeah. the best players in doubles mm-hmm. tennis are not the best players in singles I and see. it's the same for squash too okay. actually the game's totally different but uh i was lucky enough to uh go to a regular kids summer camp and play the sport and uh the the, the coach there was named jamie nichols and he's now working for squash canada he, he was the executive director of squash ontario Damn. for the last 15 years okay. he he grew the sport um, a whole lot in the last couple of years, which is mm. great. So anyone that wants to try a sport that sounds like a vegetable, but what is it? It's a sport that um, <laughs> you're in a court, in a room. It's like tennis, so the ball can only bounce once. It has to stay within the lines. And uh, you have to be super fit because you're running around chasing a little ball that hardly bounces. Yeah, it's not bouncing Friction at is all. a thing. Yeah, so at first it doesn't bounce, and then you heat it up, and then it starts bouncing a little bit. Oh. So you go to the microwave before the match. and then, Actually? You no, know, like wow. with your butternut squash soup. No, that's a horrible joke. And I've, like, I've never know. even made that joke, but I had both of you guys for a second. No, you hit it. I don't know. You hit it three times, it warms up a bit. You hit it five times, eight uh. times, boom, boom, and it actually gets physically hot. Not like, ouch, ouch, wow. ouch, hot, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. yo, this is mm-hmm. warm. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was able to do that um, and work at the Royal Canadian Yacht Club and, you know, represent them and play. It's so funny that it's in a yacht Around club. the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Throw <laughs> yeah. all the fancy things out. Did you get to ride a lot of yachts? Man, Jeff. No, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get on the boats at too the much. Yacht club. Not the yacht club. So the, how, 
where are, you got to travel the world. Questions. I've been able to travel parts of the world for sure. Um, the the doubles tour that we we're talking about is mostly in north uh, the northeastern side of of America. But, you know, as a kid, for sure, I got to play in the British Opens and the Scottish mm -hmm. Opens. That was singles and try really hard. And I think, you know, originally we were going to talk about the similarities between sports and and music and, and, and discipline, I think, right? Right. And yeah. it's really interesting to just to bring it back to Vaughn Road where, you know, you see Aubrey Drake and you see, uh, you know, we had a whole bunch of skiers that worked really hard. And you see, I guess me, I worked mm -hmm. relatively hard. Yeah. Um, and all the people that, you know, succeeded or had, like, at least heightened success from your, like, average teenager. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see just, like, the dedication and, and the hard work that, that that you know, that, that all of us had to kind of keep ourselves glued into, you know, a, a direction. Do you think that mm -hmm. was contagious being in that environment? I wish I could say yes. I think the answer is no because everyone was on their own schedule. Right. So I honestly wouldn't see some of the Degrassi kids for weeks. I showed up in grade 12 being like, oh, these skiers are super cool, bro. <laughs> and they'd be gone from October till April. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, but I do think that just even knowing knowing people and having a thought of people that are inspiring mm -hmm. probably inspires you whether you believe it or not. I'm shaking yeah. my head with you too, Anthony, up there, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I'm yeah, no like it's, I think that's, in, in, you know, we've talked about your organization and staying super, you know, dedicated to, you know, waking up in the morning, going to the gym, writing stuff in the journal, all things that I'm horrible at doing. Yeah, but, me too. Um, you know, and I think it's that type of dedication, Anthony, that I saw in a lot of those folks to create their success and to maintain their success as opposed to, you know, yours yeah, truly, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, I think because the stakes are lower than maybe in other jobs, you know, like if if you're paving a road and you pave it wrong, people can fly off the road yeah, and die, right? right? Yeah. The stakes are low, so I think, and, and I saw this when I went to school for this stuff too, and a lot of people thought that maybe they're going to like rock star camp or something. There's a mismatch between the stakes and the sort of military work ethic that's required. Right. It, not just mm. in the commercial world, but yeah. just in the artistic world as well. Like if it, to Absolutely. do something True. right, it usually, especially with a, a commercial project, there are a lot of people involved and they all have to do their job right and they have to be just as dedicated as if they were, whatever, guarding military base. Yeah. Point. But the outcome is an ad. Mm -hmm. But it's still the people that mm. understand that and push through even though the stakes themselves aren't that high and still do the best job that they can are the ones that persevere. Yeah, I think it's 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 about yeah. staying committed but not forcing things, right? I think that's mm -hmm. that that's a weird little balance you live in you try to live in your whole life of like, so it's like hey. a marriage. Kind of is. Kind of is. Stakes are Happily low, married, but eight years. Eight high. as well. Seven, <laughs> seven, eight. I'm eight as well. Two thousand. When did I get yeah. married, Anthony? Aren't there a couple of people you need to shut out before you got yourself in trouble, Jeff? Looking Ooh. out for you, you got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hi to my lovely wife, Erin, at home, and my two kids, Casey and Jamie, and obviously to my father-in-law. Hope you get hope you get better, buddy. Please get do. Just a uh, quick little Please eye soon. surgery. He'll be he'll be good in no time. And uh, but yeah, you know, it's go visit your eye doctor mm -hmm. because not to talk about people's health mm -hmm. that I'm not entitled to talk about. But let's say I know someone that didn't think there was anything wrong with his eyes, and then went to a uh, an appointment, and they said, you know, you should probably 
get some surgery and tomorrow. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, keep up with wow. your uh, family physicians, everyone, and uh, make sure to eat your vitamins, eh? Especially men. Vitamin P. I don't Especially know why men, men are right. so afraid yeah. of going to the doctor when something is wrong. You know, a friend of mine got into a car accident yesterday. I just talked to him. It was, oh, it was really, he's doing really well, and um, but airbags and everything, and he's not feeling mm-hmm. good today. I said, hey, have you... Have you have you taken any anti-inflammatory? Have you taken an Advil or, or a leave or something to make yourself feel better? Yeah. He's like, no. And I know exactly what, I'm so good at giving advice but not taking it. And it was like, mm, I'm one of those guys. Yo, I'm tough enough, man. It doesn't hurt that much. I've yeah. hurt myself worse. But I'm like, you just got in an accident and your, air bu- and your airbag jostled your insides. Yeah. Like, take some yeah. stuff. But I think, you know, men, visit your doctors. Men. Women, visit your doctors. Everybody, visit Everybody your doctors visit and stay your- healthy yeah. out there. Eat your vegetables. There's so much more. Maybe you should just come back because you just mentioned Jamie. I want to talk about Jamie Jangles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, oh, well. But we also want to talk about the sports. Uh, We're already. (laughs) Do you want to come back? Guys, I'd love to come back. We'd love love to have you back. And we'll sound better. My voice will be better. I'll work on my voice. You know what? I think think you've got a nice, like, gravel to it. I think. Well, thank you, Jeff. Sorry. See, that was overacted. See, that was overacted. See, anytime I'm bad at overacting, too. Push. Guys, do you listen to these podcasts? Uh, Do you listen back? I oh, I thought you were asking like the audience. Because so like, a- I've been listening more while mm-hmm. editing, and then I just found a video of me when I was like 16 talking. Yeah. And I re- I'm like, whoa, I talk better now. I talk a lot better now. Mm-hmm. I thought nothing changed. So, yeah, like listening to yourself, Congrats, like not in the Kanye way when you're like, this is dope. <laughs> so, <laughs> just listening to yourself. Uh, is something again the comedians watch all their shows musicians that are really serious yeah, I think what that they're goes doing they film all their shows and they watch them and just being able to listen to your own voice and seeing yourself but, and not cringing and really paying attention but zach morris didn't watch mark paul gossler didn't watch one episode of say by the bell apparently his whole mm. filming career hold I've, on who, who's I, this That's zach morris. morris i don't the, know if this is the main screech? character no, not no. Screech, the main character but this no. the main guy the main, the main guy freeze time out freeze I was young out. and I watched that with subtitles. There was Slater. There was and he never watched it. I can Morris. see that though. It's offensive. But then they did this podcast or show it. where they actually had him watch it and see if, and kind of, you should explore that because it's kind of got Slater. that like looking at yourself yeah. at 16 years old. That is interesting. interesting. Oh, Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, people are looking at their watches going... I, I don't, don't even have a watch. No, people at home. <laughs> oh, of course. People at home. These were 45 minutes long. What do we have now? Yeah, 57 minutes, unacceptable. But listen, uh, can you please <laughs> shout out your socials, tell people where to find you, uh, maybe tell us about some projects you're working on. I know there's a lot of NDAs yeah, involved sure. in what you do. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, uh, at Jeff Lurie Music. Um, How do you spell that? J-E-F-F, not a G, I'm a J. J-E-F-F-L-U-R-I-E, and then music. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, if you want to hit me up, I'm at Tattoo. We want to make some commercials and some audio magic, yep. If you want to see a little project that I did over COVID with my daughter, um, I wrote a book called The Adventures of Jamie Jangles and Her Zany Dad Jeff. And that's the theme song. There's a YouTube video, Jamie spelled J-A-I-M-E, and you can check that out. It's a cool book about... Father and a daughter just hanging out inside and making imagination out of things like kitchen stadium and a uh, whole bunch of things mm-hmm. that you, you know you can do while stuck at home. Luckily, we're not really all stuck at home anymore. But she didn't go to school last year. We held her back because 
my wife was at home and I was at home, so uh, she was, gonna be she was in, in JK. Okay. She was going to be in JK, so we that, that her JK education was writing a book and doing an animation and animation mm, and voice directing. She voice directed me, yeah. engineered my uh, guitar a couple times, pressed record. I, I listened. <laughs> kind of sweet. Good. Sounds professional. That's amazing. Anyway, thanks. Hope 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 everyone checks it out and uh, yeah, check it out. Definitely. Well, thanks for Keep all on the being content. beautiful to everyone. Oh. You guys are great. I really enjoy your podcast. You're really coming back. It. Yeah, eventually you will be back. Thank we'll force you back. I no, no, no. Thanks again we'll for joining you. us. <laughs> right. Thanks really for listening, everybody. It, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Adios. Each episode of the DNA Airwaves is recorded, broadcast, produced, and all that good stuff right here at the MPL Toronto. The MPL is a collection of film and audio studios dedicated to making all things visual look amazing and all things audio sound brilliant. Check us out at the-mpl, that's maple without the vowels, dot com for more details. The podcast is also brought to you by The DNA Project, your live entertainment agency. Anything you need for your live event, they've got you covered. From weddings to large corporate galas, we can do it all or we can do just a little bit. Wonderful people and a great company. Check them out before your live event at the thednaproject.ca. The DNA Airways Podcast. The DNA Airways Podcast. The DNA Airways Podcast. As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.